Good evening. What shall we look at this evening? Press star six to unmute. Hey, Shwini, it's Anne. Anne. I um, just wanted to express deep, deep gratitude um, for the workshop on Sunday. It was, it was just so lovely. <clears throat> it truly was. <laughs> I am. Um, when I was, can we talk about the content of it? Is that okay, or should we not? Because it might get. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Pardon. Go ahead. Oh, when um when we were first, you know, considering all the things that we um encountered before the workshop. Um, you know, I was, my mind was going through them all, and I looked at my floor, and then I thought about all the people in the world who had a dirt floor, in their, you know, to live in. And so that was the thing I picked, and um, it, it, it was so wonderful. And even the, sec- the second time we did it around, it, it was just so wonderful to sit with and discover such deep appreciation for things in my life that I take so for granted. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes there's a way in which our relationship with it is a very mental perspective, right? That there's no, it's an abstraction. A floor is not even, you don't pay much attention to it. But when we, when we shift that perspective and ask the question about what we appreciate about it, there's so much we realize is that so much of it is in our experience that's not conscious because the attention is yeah. on the abstraction, right? It comes alive. That was my experience, and I project that's what you're pointing to. Yes, and it, what's so interesting about it for me is I've actually really been, and I'm sure other people as well, really have been in a state of mind uh, or a, a state of awareness of realizing given this COVID-19 and sheltering in place, of all the things I've taken for granted. And so I've, mm-hmm. I've really been consciously practicing appreciation and turning my attention, you know, really noticing things um, and be expressing gratitude for them. And mm-hmm. even with that, I was so amazed at all the things I've missed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so despite having an attitude of appreciation through this, because the circumstances put us in touch with, not to take anything for granted, there was yeah. a level of uh, surprise at the power of that process. Yes, and it's just been wonderful um, since the workshop to just to continue that practice of mm-hmm. um, yeah. really acknowledging things. And, um, and uh, I, I just, it was just a wonderful um, exercise, a wonderful projection exercise, and I just feel so grateful to be able to practice with Sangha, particularly in in these particular life circumstances. Mm-hmm. Yes, it, I think there's a word that you used, right, the, it's the projection part of it, because there's such a way of it being a back door to everything about you, the authenticity that's you, that isn't experienced as you unless you mm-hmm. go through the back door. Because that, yeah, whatever were, it is that comes out is, go ahead, sorry. No, no, please. Well, whatever it is that you experience in relating to it as it relating to you is a way in which you're not allowed to relate to yourself unless you mm. go through that door. Mm. Yeah, that's a great way to talk about it. I know in, I don't know which call it was, they all run together, but... Um, 
Sherry was talking with on the um, year-long retreat. Sherry was talking with somebody about how he he is unconditional love. It's not that he has mm-hmm. to practice it or get to it. And mm-hmm. I love the way you said that because it, it really is a back door into the experience, experiencing that yes, that is true. We are unconditional love. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's uh, so it's, that, quite, it's magical. Oh, it's exquisite and magical and all those things. So um, that was all. I just I just wanted to say thank you because I'm I another thing I'm grateful for. Mm-hmm. Yes, another thing to show appreciation for. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thank you so much, Ashwini. Thanks, Anne. Margaret. Margaret. Hi. Um, well, just kind of, I guess, to continue with the same um, sort of theme that I've been um, for the year-long, um, <laughs> the year-long process that we're doing, I've been just so amazed at how the commitments that I've made along the way in other aspects of process, I mean of practicing, have made it more... Um, just the whole thing coming together for me of, of, of noticing how mm, two years ago or even when we first started using the term process versus content, it's like a switch would go off in my brain to shut down understanding or to not even uh, allow me to take in what we were then going to say after that. Um, and now, now it's, it's, um, I noticed that that's not happening <laughs> any longer, that there's, there's clarity and there's, um, there's just this, um, I, I too have been really enjoying the aftermath of last Sunday's, um, workshop and, and how much that was just magical and beautiful. And so I decided to put that, um, as as one of my commitments every day is to be in the garden, uh, in my garden in the morning, taking care of things and then to sit with something and, and do that interview. Um, and I've been doing that with um, the chickadees. I have little chickadees and wrens that nest um, mm-hmm. on, the, on the underside of my veranda. And it just so happens that there are these elongate boards. Um, it's kind of a lath structure or lattice work with these long, these boards that run the whole length of it separated. They're thin and they separated from each other and they act as little runways for these guys to go out to feed or whatever they're doing to leave their little nests on the corner. And they run along these little boards right above me. <laughs> on their on their way to leaving and it's just it is just so um endearing mm-hmm. and so i interviewed i interviewed them today and mm-hmm. they, they were so effusive um and and i guess what i i just um i love this practice because what i had wanted to do was to use it as a way and there's a way in which it feels like conditioning is trying to get in to tell me that this is something I'm doing to fix myself and my interactions with other people to make them more loving and more 
um, so that it'll be kind of phony and I won't be able to, um, I don't know what. But I've just noticed that that continual um, trying to get me, not, you know, not to do it or to realize it's this is just, I don't know, like it's kind of the... But but what I saw in it, in, in the description at the very first part of this month, um, when you were describing this sort of distribution of energy to all sort of all consciousness, all life, and and how virtue was part of that, and and just just that whole wonderful um, description sort of, to me, it sort of weighs down on ego, making it sort of like somebody said this morning, that it's just so tiny and small, like it's just struggling for life, you mm-hmm. know, in the, midst, in the midst of that life force. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you're here in absolute delight, interviewing chickadees and having the time of your life and receiving all of the energy of the universe. And watching a voice tell you that, that you're doing that to fix yourself or, it, you know, you're going to sound phony in your relationships. And, and we get, right, when we're in that expanded awareness place of absolute delight, how inconsequential that voice is. Yeah. And so, you know, just yeah. shrug and go, I'm having a good time here. And if it's going to help me get in touch with, being unconditional love so I can be unconditionally loving in all my relationships, then I'm going to keep doing this so you can just go back to where you came from, <laughs> which is not a very sad place. It's a very sad place where that <laughs> No, I know, and it's, um, it does feel that that, that, uh, that intention is because I want to be more loving in those right. relationships from that place of that love mischief, you know, that I could, that I don't yeah. take what's being, what's, what's showing up as a projection as anything. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Because we've, we've spent our lives interviewing ego, Margaret. It doesn't want to give up. Yes. Right. No. Even it's throwing, throwing a jealousy, hissy fit. So we just, because it's true, if we do not train in, in interviewing or receiving delight and emptiness and joy and awareness, I mean, that is the whole of spiritual practice, the ability to rest mm. attention on that, that which we are. We have to cultivate it. We have to practice yeah. relating to it. We have to practice receiving it. And that's what the... Jacob Needleman was talking about we're built to receive these energies but the ego stands in the way of that and if we keep it cultivating sure the ego then that's what we're receiving and we fail to receive everything else so to a- expect the interference because if you're not attending to it it's not going to survive you know I really do I, I do get that and I see that early on I was thinking of them as two different channels on the radio and that if mm-hmm. accidentally my, my tuner got switched to the other channel, mm-hmm. that's what would happen. And, and it's just so um, unnecessary yes. to, uh, you know, now that I'm, yeah. I'm aware. Yeah. 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 
Well, you know, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, thank I you. so appreciate this work. Thank you. <laughs> Phil. Yeah, I just uh, I love that line about we spend our whole lives interviewing e- ego. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's so true, isn't it? And that uh, so you know, I had a flashback to that workshop as well, and I realized you know the the um, best one of the best part of it for me was when I was interviewing something I think it was that I didn't like or I don't remember exact words maybe ignored and um, it was a it's a desk I have that I don't use anymore as a desk but I use it to hold things you know pot, put piles on and and um, you know pay you know just to hold stuff and I was actually been contemplating you know getting rid of it and when I interviewed it um, you know, with the questions I asked and then the answers it gave, you know, stuff like, well, I'm always here. <laughs> you can put anything you want on me, you know. I'll receive everything. And, you know, I started to really, really um, uh, feel all this compassion for the desk. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it you know, it had even said I could give it away. It would be fine, but it it was, it I just, and and what was so interesting was I saw immediately, or it just kind of moved immediately into um, all the other things I don't like. I'm thinking of political people that I have a really hard time um, having not feeling compassion for, because I don't know if that will happen, but having compassion for, being in compassion with. And um, that was such a, an interesting movement that, um, and it, was, it right. was true, it felt really true. Yes, and you know, Phil, I think we, we um, if, we, if we look at what we're, what we're actually looking at, which is what process am I in? If I'm in the process of this is, you know, it's, I'm, I'm thinking of giving it away process, there's a way mm-hmm. in which it's discounting, it's, dis, it's, um, it's discrediting, there's, this is, it slides over, I don't have to pay any, pay any attention. That's the energetic relationship I have with the desk. It's not in my radar anymore, I'm done with it, whatever. But then mm-hmm. when you have that experience of being interested in it, of attending to it and listening to what it has to say for itself, we, we move from not being in relationship to it to relating to it out of interest and curiosity and affection and love, right? And so mm-hmm. what yeah. we experience for it is, is affection and compassion. So at some level, we've gone from one process of non-acceptance to the process of acceptance openness and so what was unacceptable became acceptable that i think is the process that you are looking to carry forward with whatever it is that is otherwise in other areas of unacceptable 
Then yeah, what is exactly. shut down you that prevents you from relating in compassion to X, Y, and Z is the curiosity, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, good point. Yes, the curiosity. It's like, okay, I'm I'm done. Uh, this is more with the political part than with the, you know, I'm done with this. This is, you know, it's just not, mm-hmm. I, you know, and I don't I block out the... Um, what uh what was the uh, yeah it's just not acceptable to me so uh, there's a block in being able to just be um you know feel the compassion and openness to whatever part that's you know whatever's going on that's right and that's person, simply it person. that's simply yeah. it it's not even for a person because yeah. it's a process right a process of if everything is acceptable to life, then my what I'm I'm my spiritual goal is to be all inclusive. And if I notice that there's something that's being shut out of the all, I'm interested in what that is because I want to embody I want to embody life. I want to relate to all of it. Yeah, it's kind of like, um, and I think this is kind of go together but you know being home all the time now and around just on this these blocks you know where i live um i'm noticing so much more of what's um going on you know as far as the what the trees and the and the flowers and everything are doing because you know generally i'm gone for about six hours and they do their thing mm-hmm. and then i come back and i'm too you know i'm busy i come in do this do that have all the stuff to do because I've been at work for the whole six hours somewhere else and so you know these past few days I've noticed that the magnolia trees on the block are starting to bloom and um, you know you want mostly they're either it's not there or they're there you know the blossoms um, but I'm watching them come and open up they look like popcorn and they've got much more of my attention awareness curiosity mm-hmm. and it, it could be like that with uh ev- everything yes and that exactly. was, that's kind of yeah yeah exactly that i'm open to everything i'm not i'm not avoiding anything and that exercise that you did in the workshop to bring something from aversion into openness through that process yeah. of engagement is what you're doing, what, what we're allowed to do when the attention's not busy, right? So mm-hmm. I, I'm, when, I have, when I have the ability to, to engage in something and be interested in it, like magnolia blossoms, then my, I'm much more open to more things because I'm in the process of being open. Yes, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and it's a, it's a, of course, you know, it's such a wonderful experience because it's a, it's the, an experience of, of, uh, realizing presence, you know, of, right. of actually being it, with the presence. Yes, yes, that, yeah. that the quality of, of, of that, receiving that quality of existence, it, the process is the outcome because if openness is the process, then feeling open is what I experience. Yeah, exactly. 
So I'll have to practice that with the political scene. <laughs> oh, seriously, because otherwise I get, you know, in, um, um, upset or annoyed or, you know, um, I can if I don't keep my distance from it. So uh, mm-hmm. it would be a good, it would be a good practice. Yeah. Well, and, and, and so that's an important place, right? Because what we were talking about this on the show is well, what conditioning would say is you have, have to be open to this perspective or this position or this person. And what you just said is I want to be open as a process. So if I am upset, yes. what I'm open to is, the, is examining upset, mm-hmm. not I don't want to be upset and therefore – because I'm upset, there's something wrong with however it is I am with this subject. Right. It, to me, that was just a an, an alert that I'm being closed and not open to receiving uh, openness, really. You know what I mean? Exactly. Just, yes, absolutely. Exactly so. Yeah. yeah. That, that upset is a clue that something that there's something that is. That is worth looking at. Being open, yes. What is, the, what is the gift in me in this? For me in this? Yes, exactly, exactly. Instead of pushing it away with these kinds of, uh, you know, a disturbance or uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, this is good. Thank you. Thank you, Phil. Mm-hmm. This is Anna. Anna. Hey. Um, I uh, am just listening and a clue is dropping in about something that I've been exploring today that I'd like to look at. And it's uh-huh. about... Um, so this experience of being in a kind of struggle and stress and feeling worn out. And... Um, a clue in that that there's some sort of identification, some sort of fighting and some sort of sense of it's up to me, right? Those kind of things going together. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And um, there's some guidance offered on a, uh, just today around dropping the fight. Like, can you drop the fight? And um, I've been seeing a lot about that. And what just occurred to me as I was listening to people talk about interviewing you know interviewing forms of life is that i'm looking out at these like really magnificent trees and they're not fighting <laughs> anything and so and, to, and I say that again what are you looking at trees some some really magnificent trees yeah uh-huh yeah mm-hmm. yeah and they're not fighting um anything and so to interview you know, forms of life about what it's like not to be fighting against, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, because that's like the, that's the attuning, that's the calibration that, I don't know if this is on track, but it seems that, you know, only ego fights ego, right? It's that yes. spiritual principle of resist not evil, right? That life yes. doesn't split off from itself to fight against anything. Um mm-hmm. Because it is everything, and so does that. Does that, um, you know, uh, yes. Yeah, so, so it's kind of tuning into that. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so to, be, to, ha- to recognize that there is uh, efforting going on, and the efforting is an ego efforting, right? The ego trying to fight against the ego to keep the ego from getting identified, for the human from getting identified. And, and that, is, that is the process you're noticing, and it drops in that life doesn't fight with life, and you can see that there is, that process is not going on in your environment in these magnificent trees. And I would project, right, the intuition that's uh, dropping in for you, right, Anna, is if I, I don't know how to stop ego from fighting ego, and that would also be an ego effort. And so the yes. best way for me to get out of that process is not to, not to keep trying to work it out, but yep. to insert this thought that does not seem to have that going. And use that, that whole process oh. that instinctively is, it's, I don't know how to get out of because it's just going to be recursive, right? The effort is, is still happening in the place that you want to stop making the effort. Exactly, yes. And it's like what realization that what fights is always going to fight. <laughs> yes. And so it's like um, uh, having attention on what's outside the fight and, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and doesn't fight. what fight contained it. And what, mm-hmm. sorry, what? And doesn't fight. And doesn't fight. Right, there's nothing to fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, yeah, and it's just part of this like ongoing training. What I'm seeing um, in my practice, this realization that you know that um, in the mind, all you know, we talk about how ego is always no, right, and it's limitation, and so. There can be, um, like, there's that conditioning for attention to go to the limitation, how some, why something doesn't work. Like, even, like, in the form of a practice insight about, ha, oh, there's the barrier to that, and that's how that's working. <laughs> and it's like that realization of only attention on yes is training in yes, right? Or only mm. attention on presence is training on presence. Um, yes. And so, um, yes, to have attention on what's fighting instead of the, oh, how to get out of fighting, can I do it, can't I do it? It's like we're not having that conversation. That's all part of the fight. Just to have attention on what's not fighting just is seems to be um, the yeah. way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, to follow the insight that... Yeah you cannot employ the same process to get out of the process you're in. <laughs> Einstein's same mind, the problem cannot be solved from within the yeah. mind that created it. And that intuition that says, interview me, interview these magnificent trees, because in the mm-hmm. interview, you're, in, you're relating to something that will get you out of the process. Because if you attempt to engage anything else, you're not going to get out of it. Yeah, yeah, and it's like that just, I just, as you were saying that, had this sense of that, like, really lovely surrender to these teachers, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, just, like, show me. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, Which is, which is <laughs> so beautiful. 
Yeah, yeah. so beautiful. Because the, the, what wants to fight does not want to be assisted. Right. Because it knows. It can figure it out. It can do yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It might be saying, I don't want to be having this experience. I want to be out of this fight. And that's all part of the, all part mm-hmm. of the fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Thank you. Michael? Michael. Hi, Swinney. Um, so I remember the the last boss I had before my current boss, I was talking in group about him for years. So I'm glad not to be <laughs> talking about my current boss so regularly. Um, and I had a, a, another interaction with him today where he kind of, raised his voice, he was upset about this email I had drafted. And I, I, I'm i glad it came up, actually, because I, I just stuck to that same strategy that I'd been using before of, well, the karmic tendency is to sort of go away, be silent, uh, sort of like take it, take the abuse, feel bad, fix whatever's supposedly wrong. Um, but instead, that this new strategy is just keep talking. So I kept talking, and um, it's great because it, it first of all, it keeps me present, keeps me engaged, and uh, keeps me out of something wrong, keeps me out of feeling bad, um, keeps me present to what he's talking about. And um, I just, it, it feels like there's, there's, no residue left over after the interaction, which feels like a big clue to me that I was more there than not. Mm, yes. Yes. And so, so here, here's the, it's a practice victory, right, Michael? Because, yes. the, because you've watched the process before you were identified with it. And as yes. you watch it, you recognize the karmic sequence that gets triggered for you when there's a particular input from your boss. And yes. instead of going with the karmic trigger, what you what you what you're practicing is to stay there, to stay with what's going on in the moment through talking, and not going with the karmic sequence. And when you do that, yes. and you and you do that, you realize that I've just short circuited the karma, and so there's no residue because the karma is not being fed. Yes. Yes, yeah. and I, one thing I saw when you reflected that is that um, in that circumstance, you know, I, it's it's just very safe for me to keep talking because I'm, you know, I, I in that in that uh, situation, I don't get angry, I don't lash out, I don't. Um, so it's uh, somehow uh, life works there, um, and. Uh, and then we we hung up, and then I, I worked on the thing he wanted me to work on. We came back on later, and he sort of apologized for raising his voice. And um, so it's um, – and that was kind of interesting, too, because when he apologized, it felt like um, something else released again in me 
as if um, as if like I was waiting for confirmation that I was right, and since he had apologized, then I got confirmation that I that I was right in this interaction. So I can hear as I talk about this <laughs> the word right coming up a lot. Um, so that's interesting um, to see how, in some sense, I am dependent on. Uh, there's, 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 there's something there. There's some karma there that is dependent on him um, having a certain perception of me or about the interaction. Mm-hmm. So a couple of things, Michael, let me just see if I'm tracking with you, that it feels safe for you to continue to talk in that environment because I would project that that is a lifeline, right? It's not an ego line. It's not... Yeah. movement towards identification and that this is something that you can do in order to stay there and it works and we can do it because there's such I project maybe this is not conscious that you're not going to let Michael uh, be sacrificed in that interaction right because yeah. that's what really happens exactly. when we have those kinds of when we go away with ego the human being is, is sacrificed and there's a way exactly. in which uh, an ego-to-ego battle between you and your boss, you're never going to win. And so, and an ego-to-ego interaction within you, you're never going to win. <laughs> so this is such yeah. a wonderful way to stay out of ego yeah. in all dimensions, and therefore it works. And to, it, there's such a motivation to stay there because nothing else is going to save the human being. Yeah. And I project... It's helpful to your boss as well if you don't go away, right? Because whatever goes on for him, you're not going to quit. You're not going to quit being present. Right, right, right. And I thought that was the first. Go ahead. Yeah, just with that, what I saw was that um, because when I'm talking, I'm talking about basically, well, what you know, what's most compassionate for all? I mean, we're talking about the content, but. The perspective is, well, what's going to work here? And mm-hmm. so that's, you know, most people can get on board with that, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, There's no ego yeah. in you there, right? You're not trying right. to be right. You're not trying to prove right. him wrong. You're, as you said, most compassionate for all. You're staying in the game in, on the side that is going to actually provide the answer. Yep. Right, yeah. advocating yeah. from that place, a positive, uh, compassionate for Michael, compassionate for the boss, compassionate for the circumstances, and that's the advocacy position you're in. Yes. Yeah, and so then there's that interesting aftermath of it where you're noticing a different process where when he apologizes, there's a way in which you felt a sense of relief, and there's a little bit of curiosity around that. Like, what is that? Yes. Right? Is it is it karmic? Is it is it showing me that I'm still dependent on it? Is it something else? And I guess you yes. pay attention to that and see where that goes. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing I saw sort of generally, maybe I saw this before also, but that um, that keep talking approach is. Um, can be valuable, you know, pretty much any uh, situation where I get identified. I mean, I know there's, mm-hmm. 
there's a place for restraint <laughs> and religious observances. But in, in this kind of karmic thing, for me, uh, to help stay present, the talking keeps the life force going. You know, just like now, just like talking in group. When I'm mm-hmm. talking, then I'm more here. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so I noticed that. Yeah, that it's, that it's not just a, applicable in this situation, that it's universally applicable to you. Because the karmic tendency for you is for, for ego to take you out of the interaction, to X you out of the interaction, to write you out. And your uh, sort of move against it is to say, no, I'm going to just stay present here from that attitude of how can I work with this person rather than have ego take over the interaction. Yes, yes, yes. And what I just saw as you were talking is that there's something um, magical about practice and talking. It's like I, as long as I'm talking, I sort of <laughs> talk myself into the moment. I, I, it's like there's not even words for it, but um, there's something about as I talk, I'm, in the sense, I'm trying to describe here. I'm trying to describe my process. I'm trying to describe this moment. And so mm-hmm. keeps me, and I know, of course, I can be identified <laughs> talking. Um, but there's, when I'm talking uh, from a more centered place, then it, it helps keep me here. Mm-hmm. Well, and I project, right, Michael, that it sounds odd to a lot of people, except those people who work with the recorder. Because when I'm identified and I'm feeling bad, I'm really practicing getting out of the conversation and conditioned mind and getting to the moment by talking about what's going on for me. And so I project you're just using the same skill, right? Instead of being in in conversation with ego that takes me out of the moment and shuts me down and takes me out of the interaction – I'm talking about my, what's going on for me now, what's going on in this circumstance as a way to talk myself to stay here and not be in relationship with that conditioned karmic sequence. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's fascinating. Thank you, Ashwini. Thanks, Michael. Hey, Sarah. Did I Hello? Sarah? Sarah? Yep. Was there someone else as well? There was, but I don't. I, but I get to them after you. Okay, okay. Hopefully, yeah, just, <laughs> hopefully they come back I, in. Yeah, I just really appreciate this conversation, and it's just such a lovely experience to hear people talking about the experience of love. It's just such so transporting, and and mm-hmm. um, I just appreciate that whole idea of it being kind of a binary thing, as um, you know, of being in in one place or the other. And um, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So either being here and and experiencing love, or not being here and not experiencing it, it's very right. simple. Yeah. yeah. Right. It is. It is. It's nice. And I also just was just listening, thinking how how safe we are when we are in that um, position of learning, of wanting to learn, being open to learning, and. Um, mm. It's such a, it feels, I, I remember Sherry saying once, like, the, the phrase the universe loves the most is I don't know, and I think it's part of that, that as long as, as there's that spirit of um, 
that spirit, you'll just always be safe. Mm -hmm. Well, and I project that's because we're here, right? That the universe, I don't know. No. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You're all, yeah. you're here, and therefore you're you're the intelligence that is animating all. You're not separate from it. You're not distracted from it. You're not somewhere else where you where you could put yourself in a place of lack of safety because something could happen and you could be there. Yeah. 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 You're not I, in relationship yeah. with the with what would cause you to be unsafe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I was I just want to talk about this other experience I had this week. I I just finished up a class that I actually uh, really didn't enjoy and I, I had to throw out all the materials for it and I was feeling this sense of this strange wave of nostalgia come over me and I I thought this is peculiar, you know, like I I'm very relieved this class is over and yet I feel this wave of a wave of sadness and what is it? And I thought, Oh, it's the being out of touch with the desire to learn, you know, it's being mm. out of, uh, that's what you, it's, it's sort of a sadness over that. Not, it has nothing to do with the content of what you're looking at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that as you were throwing away the materials for this class, you were aware of a certain level of um, sadness and, it, and recognizing that it's not that it's the class that you're mourning, but that it's the the opportunity to be in a process of learning that is over. Yeah, and how much how how central it is to my uh, I don't know to what I don't need to word my but the, this this existence you know it's always mm-hmm. um, that's where I feel the life force that's where I've always since I was a little kid you know and it's just to. Um, to recognize it and to give it, you know, to support it, to to focus there, just uh, to feed it. To what? To feed it. To, yeah, 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 yeah. Let me ask you this, Sarah. That that it sounds like there's a recognition of wanting to be in the process of openness, in the process of of discovery, and the process of curiosity, right? And so yeah. it it sounds as if Structures like classes are helpful structures to reflect the place you want to live. Yeah. And yes. there's a there's mm-hmm. a ability to to live there, not necessarily dependent on the structures, right? Right, and that that's the message of look. That's the the, the just, it's just a reminder. The little pang that I felt looking at that was like, don't lose, don't lose that, don't lose it. Uh-huh. And I wonder if like the whole what people were talking about earlier, the inquiry, that dialogue with objects is part of that too. It's just there's a structure that you can use to just I want to understand what is the death saying, what is the uh, you know what is it mm-hmm. reflecting back to me about me that there mm-hmm. that's all part of the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's it's an interesting um, a parallel that I often look at is when someone dies, right? The there's an aspect of me that dies because that's the that's through that person that I experience myself. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, and, yes, yes. And that yes. that is what I I mourn that won't be available. And there's that portal of is it possible since it since I it the experience is happening in me, then 
to have that experience independent of the structure that used that used to reflect that back. Yes, yes, I yes, yes, I, yes, yes. <laughs> I um, it's funny. I've been thinking about that. Like this, I don't know. Just toying with this idea of you know souls like picking journeys and thinking like, wow, could somebody, you know, choose a COVID experience? Could they? Uh, and this really, there's no answer to these things, right? But I, it was just, you know, interesting to think about, like, is it possible that I am still in relationship with my boyfriend who died? Is it possible that actually nothing, you know, that, that that's actually there, but I'm the one, you know, I'm the one that's not seeing it? And, um and, I, and then I had that experience, like you're saying, of just being, allowing myself, absent this person, to have the experience that I, I was I was just right back there, which is the feeling mm-hmm. I had when I when he was alive. And I, I just thought, wow, he really is still here. Mm-hmm. Not, not the relationship per se, but the, well, maybe, I don't know, you know, but the, the feeling that you're maybe. talking about, the thing, yeah, you don't, I don't know, yeah. I don't know, but yeah. yeah. Well, um, I was just looking at this from Cherry, where, where at some level everything is you. Yeah, that's a freaky idea, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right? So as long as you're there, everything is going to be there. And the sum total of everything that went to make you who you are, right? From yeah, the beginning of beginning right. this time. Right, or are we just like I was saying the other day about you know are we all just like we're we're one fractured self that doesn't recognize the other parts of itself? Right? So then mm-hmm. you are just yeah. Um, well, and, and then I just, we I, go back yeah. to I don't know, right? Because, right, we don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's what you were talking about last time, and it's the same thing here as well. That the curiosity, it's not like we're looking for answers because that's the conditioned process of figuring it out and putting it into categories. If I'm interested in, I'm being curious. Yeah, yeah. Which allows for so much more possibility than having knowledge. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's funny. It's fun to think about. I mean, this, uh, you know, the way life, too, can inform you if you're open to that. Like uh, someone said to me recently, I think you don't know... A, how much you already know and what you're capable of knowing. In the sense, in, 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 it's not about an ego thing. It's more like your level of connection to the world is it's potentially much, much greater than you know. I'm really right. tripping up over the word no. But, um. well, I, I know exactly what you're pointing to because if we're all of awareness, we know everything that awareness right. knows, except right. that we're not aware of it, Right. Right. So just yeah. allowing, like allowing it, just allowing it in. What is this instinct? And I think for me that the thing that blocks it is uh, the, you know, it's a worry about an emotion, about being, you know, there's just this like scrunching down of something to avoid, um, you know, and it just, it, it's just uh, gumming up the works, you know. It doesn't... Mm-hmm. It's better to just let yourself have the feeling and let it look at it and just look, let it, you know, see what you can see from it and, mm-hmm. you know. So. Apply the same curiosity. Yeah. Yeah. 
So thank you. I just, I don't know, when I, I heard your voices, I just thought, oh, yes, this will be fun, more learning. <laughs> it's, just, it's just fun. It's fun. And I, I so wish that, uh, I so wish this whole children's life thing would stop so we could, but I just, I'm glad we have this in the meantime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thanks, Sarah. This is Joyce. Joyce. Hi, Ashwini. What are you saying? When I sat down today, I didn't think I had anything to talk about. And um, on Sunday um, at the workshop, uh, one of the things that uh, came into my mind was um, I, I, I see things often in pictures instead of hearing words, and um, we were talking about ego, and I saw this, it was like a, a closet or, you know, a hall with hooks on it, and there were all these, uh, what I, uh, the words that came there were, uh, they were identities there of ego that I've used all that I've used all my life to hide what was really this being, and it was in a way um, a, a sacrifice of this being. I see it now um, to please other people to be what I thought that they want wanted me to be, and. Uh-huh. When when I saw that, there was just this opening of a being that it felt like I didn't really know, and it was me. And, uh-huh. and then that got really covered up really quickly, and it hadn't come back until today. And... Um, It's fascinating. I'm not even sure how to relate to that um, because just words keep coming and which don't seem relevant, I guess. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, that's right. Right? I go with the yeah. intuition. So what I heard you say is, you had an insight of these identities that you've been using in order to be who someone wants you to be, right, or, or please someone. And that when you dropped the identity, there was a sense of being, uh, sort of a realization that this is, the, this is the real thing without all of those identities, within quotes. Uh, this is a non-ego place, perhaps. And so, and of course, there's that rushing to make sense of it, rather than just going, okay, well, that was the experience Sunday, and there's a familiar. That's sort of a familiar experience now. That's fascinating. Great. Pick up the recorder. Maybe make a recording from that place and stay in that openness of exploration. It doesn't have to mean anything. Uh, yeah. Thank you. I immediately and I, I just jotted, jotted down a couple of things to to have it not escape again. 
and it was do mm-hmm. the, do a two-handed recording or or interview interview even mm-hmm. well who is this or I don't what is this what 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 is this yeah right. Right? Because, again, you don't want that to be an identity. You don't want conditioning to come in and close the space down or attach to it because this is a good feeling and it's not the, not the feeling of being identified, which is straight walking into another identification, right? Oh, wow. <laughs> that's, yes. I don't want that. That's, that's right. Well, we don't, and we don't. If, even if you explore that, Joyce, right, why don't I want that? Because I don't mm. want to feel a certain way, because I don't want to stay in pleasing with someone. It becomes a very dicey situation, right, to, to state things like that. You just want to stay in that place of interesting. Why don't I want that? Oh, that's interesting. So just sit with it and in it. And see. And experience it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, it, yeah. Now it seems it seems fascinating that there was um, such a, a quick pullback from it. And well, no, it's ego. Of course, ego didn't want that scene. Yeah, that's what it seems to me like. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And everything is fascinating, right, Joyce? If we stay in that perspective, ego is fascinating. We don't want to give it attention. So once we realize what it is, we can ignore it and turn our attention to what's more fascinating, which is being here. Yeah, just being here now and. Mm-hmm. And just whatever and it, it it seems like in just being here now that perhaps that where I'll get to know that perhaps yeah you know we don't yeah. know what gets revealed to us when we're here but we've got to be here for it to be revealed to be revealed. Wow. It um there's such a, a feeling of preciousness and that's the only word that I can come up with about being that. Um in mm-hmm. a, a sense of sadness for mm-hmm. Having that been covered up, but that was then. That was then, and this is now, and, and it's not covered up. So. Precisely. So you, you, we want to recognize that process of being present, recognizing the preciousness of presence, and then being taken over from that preciousness of presence, which was revealed to you, and therefore will always keep revealing itself to you, to having regret for all those times in which you weren't there for it, which basically shuts you out of 
being here for the next moment that's so precious. So we, we, we rapidly want to get to losing interest in regret, guilt, shame, past losses, lost time, all of those things, because they're all just simply distractions from or, or longing to, for this to last forever and never go away. And so I've got to work out how to freeze it in time and experience it, right? All of those things are just conditioning's way of robbing you of being here for the precious moment. Wow. It seems like one of those knots that's tied in a, in a way that just keeps getting tighter and tighter, and then all of a sudden it's... it's yes, yes. And just have to watch the process of unfolding, perhaps? Mm-hmm. Yes, precisely. Be here for it. Trust the unfolding. Uh, I think I had this insight at some point where, okay, there's a lot of clarity, and I want to hold on to the clarity. But the clarity was given to me. There's no reason why it won't be given to me again. I don't. I didn't have the clarity. It was given to me. And I didn't certainly, I can't hold on to the clarity. So why bother? So why bother? Can you say more about that? You can't, you can't hold on well, why to bother it. bother trying to hold on to it? So just relax into, it will be revealed to me. I, all I have to do is to be here. Oh, wow. I'm not going to lose anything. So I don't have to hold on to it. Right. Yeah? Yes. Yes, I see that. And it's, um, it just, it it goes again, thinking, why did if I why did it go away that kind of thing so it doesn't make different it's here now interview the precious moment Joyce that's your next recording interview the precious moment (laughs) yeah (laughs) like 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 the workshop and then you'll be in the precious moment because that's where your attention is wow oh thank you Ashwini you're most welcome, Jeff. Take care. Thank you. Laura? Laura? Something that was tracking in to talk about is that I've just been noticing um, as I read the news, just... Uh, that it feels like there's just a belief that um, that, that um, people aren't adequate to their own experience, um, that uh, just, you know, just reading about people in different circumstances or and um, experiencing loss or that kind of thing and... Um, yeah, and I I feel like the guidance that I got from Sherry a while back was um, that 
trusting that people are adequate to their experience. And I was just recording about that earlier today and just um, was just noticing that at least in that moment, it, that did not, I mean, I could tell, I was like, well, I must be looking through ego's eyes because that does not seem at all so to me right now <laughs> that people are adequate. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So let me see if I'm tracking, Laura. You're reading the news, and mm-hmm. something is going on for you about it. Mm-hmm. And what came to awareness is this piece of guidance that everyone is adequate to their own experience. Mm-hmm. And while, you were, while that came to you, that didn't feel true to you. Yeah, it kind of felt more like, oh, right, that's how I should be feeling. I don't mm-hmm. feel that way. But mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So in other yeah. words, what, what, we were, what the attention is on is still conditioned mind, right? Mm-hmm. It didn't drop in as an insight that popped you out of, your, of, your, um, of where you were. It dropped in in conditioned mind to say, oh, well, you know, what you should, you should not be having the feeling you're having because if people are adequate to their, to their experience and if you really believe that, you wouldn't be feeling this way. Mm-hmm. So here's, here's my best uh, intuition on that. When that, in my experience, when a practice teaching is not working, it's a clue that I'm not in touch with what I'm really feeling. Mm. So you continue to record about what's going on for you. It's what we're talking about with Michael. Because tr- the reason I'm making the recording is to get into the present moment and really get in touch with what's going on for me, not what the narrative and conditioned mind, which is prob- mm-hmm. probably saying, oh, you know, this is happening and I'm, I'm having a reaction to it or I have an opinion about it or I should be feeling this way about it, which is mm-hmm. not at all in the present. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh- so you talk yourself into the moment, right? What's really going on for me? I'm really sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm actually scared for these people or I'm scared for me or whatever is going mm-hmm. on for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that resonates with my experience. But it was sort of I was recording during, you know, walking at lunchtime and didn't have, like, didn't have a lot of time. So it was kind of like just noticing, like, this is, yeah, that – like you say, like the te- the teaching like isn't working, quote unquote, but not right. quite sure what was going on. Yeah. yeah, because when we're here, the teaching works, right? Because we're in <laughs> adequacy. Yeah. If I'm not yeah. feeling adequate to my experience, why would why I could never project that I could I could think anyone else was adequate to theirs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> can't lie to that human being. She's no, she knows what she's feeling. <laughs> and she's yeah. certainly not being validated, right? Yeah. Yeah. By that false reporting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. I will continue exploring. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you. Carolyn? Carolyn? I'm looking at 
a a conditioned punishment that I, that's that's the word that comes up for my participation in enthusiasm Ooh. and when I have the experience that I I am so lit up and so enthusiastic about something and so wholehearted or, or, or that I disappear into that that there there's this yanking back like a the the, the thing that comes to mind is a, a like a dog on a leash and that somehow I've misbehaved mm. and so I'm speaking up tonight because I get muted it's like I, I get muzzled Mm-hmm. And you do right. Yeah, yeah. it is. It is. It is. It's exactly how you laid it out. There's yeah. that rush of life force, and there's enthusiasm, and there's no ego around, and ego makes its presence felt by making you feel as if you have sort of overstepped the boundaries of enthusiasm. Yes. Yes. Okay. Right? So, yes. Contain yourself now, dear. That's just yes. way too much. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Sit. Stay. Sit. Yes. Yeah. Be, be, behave. Be, behave. Be, be, yeah. And, and, yes. And and the the brilliance of it was I I recorded about it this morning, and what I saw in it was this this childlike belief that that system is the one in charge of withholding the love and it's not it it the love is there the i i am immersed in it it all it can do is distract me from that mm. with the commands uh-huh. right so so the it's sort of transposed right so the belief is the, the childish belief is that that system that yanks you back and says behave is doling out love, but actually yes. it's not in charge of it. You are in the love, and the only thing it can do is distract you from the fact that you're in it already. You don't need it to dole it out to you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I hadn't ever seen it in that way before. Yeah. And it's only it's only with the the tool that we have to bypass all of that and get into direct communication with the source that I saw that it has that's what it's always used to control me and it actually has no control of the love Hmm. yes so if I'm tracking what you're saying if you contain yourself and behave and don't lose yourself in your enthusiasm, then I love you. Yes. Then, really, then, yeah, you're, 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 I can approve of you. I can approve of you, not even love yeah. you, right? I yes. can approve yes. of you, and that is equivalent to love. And really, that you, you, it's not, it's not, it, I, I think this is what you're, what you're saying, that the recognition that it's not the source of love, Right. That's the lie. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. 
and, and you've always believed yeah. it is right because it's it's your control to love and to approval through your behavior yes but it actually ha- is not connected to love source that the love is already there yes yes and the the practice that i i've had of constantly being in atonement is also part of the trick not to have access to what was never taken away to begin with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you, you're the, you've been in atonement. You're atoning for your enthusiasm, but actually what you're atoning for was never taken away from you. Yes. Mm. It reminds without, me of yeah. some... Go ahead, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Well, I was just... The word atonement as opposed to at one... At, one minute, right? Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, I love that. At one minute. Right. Oh, I'm so yes. happy. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what it is. We are. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And yeah. we're told that that we're not. And so for whatever we are, we have to atone for our sins in order to be able to get what we're not. Yeah. Or what we don't deserve. Yes. Yes. Huh. I, oh, that's so lovely. Thank you for that. And I... Well, it's um, not original, believe me. I was trying to work out who who I heard it from. So. Oh, I it, it it but it's it's just it's brilliant, isn't it? It it doesn't yes, it matter where it came from. It was available and it was here right now. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah. It's yeah, and and so I'll, I I it's like I. I feel the enthusiasm, <laughs> you know. <it's>, yes. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, because we're released from the prison, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't have to be bounded. I'm boundless. Yes. Yes. I. It's like the the sense of. I don't have to wear that collar anymore. Mm, yeah. 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 And we certainly don't have to be um, in that relationship of being punished. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, you know, I, this is so perfect because I love dogs, and if she were a dog, she 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 is such a good dog. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yes, exactly. She is a wonderful dog. Yeah. And, uh, so there's a there's a way. I think Sherry says it in that in um in the meditation DVD, right? That we want we, what we want the attention to return to is always love. Mm-hmm. The returning is doesn't have to be to punishment, because then we're in we're in that that relationship of atonement. Mm-hmm. That the that being with life is a, a, a 
the ability to be boundless and the attention returns to something that's loving and therefore wants to return, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just fully off-leash. Fully (laughs) off-leash and completely safe. Yes, and completely safe. Yeah. 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 And trustworthy. And trustworthy. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Thank you so much, Carolyn. I believe we are close to time, so um, thank you, everybody.